Latvia Weekly with Otto Taboos and Joe Horgan. Pritigu Pachetibaskiana, everyone, which is Happy Thanksgiving in Latvian. Hopefully, I didn't pronounce that too badly, Otto. Oh, it was all right. <laughs> Thank you.、Uh, I'm Joe Horgan here with Otto Taboons, as always, every single week. And the reason I'm greeting you with a Happy Thanksgiving, even though Thanksgiving is not a traditional holiday here in Latvia, I am from America. And Thanksgiving has always been my favorite holiday, and it always will be.、Uh, because for me personally, Christmas is always a little bit too stressful. You're always wondering about what should I get for somebody? Will they like it? Will they not like it? If you're in America, you have to think about should I give them the receipt? Because a lot of people expect you to give them the receipt in America. We're going to talk about Christmas traditions、um, in, in a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about the differences between Latvia and, and、uh, America's Christmas traditions. But anyway, For all of my six years that I've been here in Latvia, I have taken the time to celebrate Thanksgiving. And with my students on Thursday, so Thanksgiving, for those of you who are unaware, is always celebrated on a Thursday,、uh, the fourth Thursday of November. So I celebrate with my students. They all bring some food to class,、uh, not traditional Thanksgiving food, usually some cookies they bought from Rimi or Maxima or Mego. And、uh, we, we usually watch some kind of Christmas movie because that's also a tradition on Thanksgiving. And then on the Saturday after, so the, the following Saturday or the、um, following Sunday, I've had a Thanksgiving celebration at my place with all of my friends. And Otto, I think that that was your fifth year that you've done that. Because my very first year, I didn't know Otto yet. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I met him a few months、uh, after that. But, but I think that was your fifth Thanksgiving, wasn't it? No, exactly. Because、uh, I started to celebrate the Thanksgiving thanks to you.、Uh, mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> one of the things to be thankful for、uh, in Thanksgiving. And, and this is a, a great and a very particular、uh, tradition of the United States uh, that uh, has been fun uh, uh, to me as well. So, Otto, thanks to me mostly, you've celebrated Thanksgiving now for half a decade, pretty much every single、um, year. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, as a Latvian who had very little experience with Thanksgiving before this, so maybe you had some experience watching the movies、mm-hmm. or、uh, friends from America who you talked to, what's your, what's your thoughts on this peculiar American tradition, which is pretty different from anything that we have in Latvia, I think?、Uh, uh, exactly, as、um, it is、uh, fascinating for me for mainly two reasons.、Uh, one of them、uh, being Uh, a marvelous way how to remember your national history、uh, and the, the brightest、uh, points of your uh, history, uh, the way how America were and how it uh, started uh, on the way on、uh, establishing the United States,、uh, and also uh, a common uh, holiday uh, that is、uh, celebrated by all people in America,、uh, despite、mm-hmm. uh, their uh, background or、uh, cultural or religious differences,、uh, a secular national holiday that. Everyone、uh, can join in. And that, that's actually a very good way to look at it because、um, there, of course, so in families that are more religious, there is also a religious aspect、mm-hmm. to Thanksgiving because we give thanks、uh, for, for different things that we're thankful for.、Um, so, so some people you know, connect this with a religious way to give thanks, but, but, but you're right. It,、mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it is more of,、um, of, of, of a secular holiday、mm-hmm. compared with Christmas or.、Um, mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess the 4th of July is pretty secular, but that's, that, that's、well. part of the、um, American civil religion, as、yeah. we history <laughs> teachers call it. So, anyway,、uh, usually here, for those of you who are tuning in to the first time to this Latvia Weekly podcast, 
normally we start out with some political news, then we go to some domestic news, then we do some international news, and then we do uh, autocorrect, which is auto's fact-checking segment, uh, which we fight against fake news and other um, other uh, BS, as we politely call oh, so it. So true. Uh, we, we do this week in history. But this year, uh, this week, in honor of Thanksgiving, we're going to do things a little bit different. So today we're going to start out with news stories for which we're thankful. Okay, We're going to start out with some things that we're thankful for. And then we're going to um, go through and, uh, and explain them a little bit. So first, we're going to start out with new electric trains. I oh, am yes. very thankful that finally um, Pasha Zero Viltians, which is uh, Latvia's passenger rail transit authority, they have finally selected um, a, a Spanish firm called Talgo to spend $225 million on new trains, which are expected to last 25 years. Now, Otto, I've said before that I love Latvia's train system. I, I love Latvia's rail system. I love how you can pretty much get to every single major city aside from Ventspils on yeah. train <laughs> and especially from Yelgova to Riga with yeah. regularity. Yeah, it is the backbone of the uh, transport system. That being said, the trains themselves, they're okay. Yeah. But but they need a little bit of an update, I yeah. think, right? Um, so we, we've been using the same trains here uh, for, for most of the passenger rail lines. Uh, mm -hmm. for, for how long? How, how old are these trains? I think uh, they are like between uh, 20 and 40 years uh, mm -hmm. since they were uh, manufactured. And they're um, quite reliable, mm -hmm. more or less. They're fairly comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of the, you know, interiors, they lack climate control. I mean, climate control is basically opening and uh, closing the windows in the summer, which doesn't really do that much. Yeah, and the heating uh, in the winter. But uh, it, it is uh, nice, but of course, it has uh, been uh, stuck uh, in the past uh, for a while. Mm -hmm. So what took so long to finally get these new trains? What, what, what was the holdup? Because we've been talking about new electric trains, mm -hmm. new electric trains for so long. Um, what took so long? What was the holdup? Well, uh, I think uh, the, the biggest uh, issue comes from the uh, the, the, the grandeur of this uh, project and the mm -hmm. procurement, uh, the money involved and the difficulties associated with it. Uh, first of all, like to find, um, uh, to, to, to prepare and uh, find uh, possible candidates uh, to provide these trains uh, and also the difficulties associated in uh, deciding who will be the winner and then dealing with the litigation and all, all the issues that arise from the competitors that didn't win. And so this is not the first time uh, uh, that the issue of new trains has been uh, on the agenda, but hopefully this will be uh, the it time uh, when <laughs> actually uh, a decision uh, is taken and it goes through. Exactly. And I um, read already, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. the litigation. So there was a competitor from the Czech Republic called uh, Škoda Vagonka, mm -hmm. I think. Škoda, yeah. Skoda. Oh, Skoda yes. Vagonka. Uh, and they are the same uh, firm that has uh, provided the trams, the new mm. trams that we have, mm -hmm. and also some of the uh, previous trams in Riga City. So uh, Latvia has been uh, a, a quite a known market for them. And they're not happy that they weren't picked. Oh, no. So, well, come on, 225 million. I wouldn't be happy as well. <laughs> no, exactly. And and uh, so, so they've already um, 
promised to launch a court bid, and, yeah. and I think they have what was it a week to formally? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, a week like to to put forward the uh, the application, and mm -hmm. then like. Uh, if uh, or when the litigation starts, uh, they cannot like sign the deal uh, until the litigation is sorted out. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think the uh, the best estimate that they had is that if everything goes through, we could have the new trains by 2020. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, um, uh, that of course uh, might be and probably will be affected by any litigation. Uh, so let's hope for the best. Yes, thank you, and and and, and to the uh, to the court system, which will be uh, sorting this out. Uh, you know, p please please go as quickly as the train from Yelgava to Riga, which is only forty five minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, for for those of you who have not visited Yelgava before, it's so easy to just get on a train and come mm -hmm. out here. Uh, I, I highly suggest it at least once in your life. Yeah, uh, and uh, although we do not have uh, many editorial stands, like being mm -hmm. uh, champions of a public train system is one of them. So we wish uh, the situation to be uh, sorted out as soon as possible. Absolutely. Um, so so all all aboard. Now, um, another thing that we can be thankful for. So there has been a certain city council member, uh, mm -hmm. not a, I shouldn't say a city council member, a city council employee, mm -hmm. a uh, former head of the apartment board mm -hmm. uh, named Arya Stabinia, mm -hmm. who had been mysteriously missing uh, since 2013, I believe, after she was arrested by mm -hmm. the state's corruption bureau yeah. uh, for all kinds of various uh, corruption with the apartment board. Mm -hmm. And she'd been missing. For five years yes. and we couldn't find her anywhere <laughs> and I'm very thankful to Egyptian police so the police over in Egypt I'm yeah. very thankful that you found her thank you for finding her uh, because she, she seemed to get a little she seemed to have gotten a little lost uh -huh. uh, I believe she wasn't allowed to leave Latvia no uh, I think she she was uh, able to go free uh, by putting uh, up a bail mm -hmm. money uh, but uh, then like she put up the money and she left and didn't tell anyone no. she I, I think she didn't understand that there's two meanings of the word bail yeah one is the money that allows you it's like a deposit that allows yes. you to go free from jail and and the other meaning of bail is to leave and yeah. I, I I think I think that she um, when she understood bail she meant that she was going to bail on Latvia yeah. And, uh, and and go hang out in Egypt for some time. So so thank you. We're very thankful, Egyptian police, if you're listening to this uh, podcast right now. Thank you for finding her. Thank you for returning her yeah, um, uh, to where she was supposed to be. Uh, and th thank you for like helping us to deal with the corruption, uh, which uh, used to be a big issue, uh, still is, but the situation is becoming much better uh, thanks to uh, efficient work of our uh, police and the police of uh, the countries that help. Now, from what I read, um, and, and the details on the story are still forthcoming, mm -hmm. it seems like she wasn't arrested in connection with her activity in Latvia, with her alleged criminal activity on the apartment board. It seems like she ran afoul of Egyptian authorities for a, a different, a completely different reason. Uh, yeah. So it it wasn't the 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 charges or like the Interpol uh, warrant uh, that uh, was used to arrest her there. So uh, almost like a, a sheer coincidence, uh, but still like a good for the solution of the uh, questions that she is uh, implicated in. Speaking of Interpol, yeah. Can we take the editorial stance that we are thankful that a certain candidate for the head of Interpol? was not chosen. I think we can, uh, especially if noting uh, the uh, 
opportunities that some countries take when getting positions of power to use them for their uh, own political purposes rather than rule of law. Uh, I think that is for the best. Now, um, I want to explain two things. First of all, last time in the last episode of Latvia Weekly, we talked about how we don't take editorial stances. And since that time, I think we've taken four editorial stances. Yeah. So so we are slowly um, transforming from a neutral organization into a quite opinionated one. Um, so so yeah. I think we have to be a bit careful. But Otto, can you please explain what we're talking about? So for those of you mm -hmm. who don't follow um, international news so closely, what 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 was this uh, issue with Interpol that we're that we're talking uh, about? So the issue was the following: uh, that the uh, previous uh, uh, chief of Interpol uh, put uh, up a. Um, uh, he submitted uh, a letter uh, announcing his intention to leave the position of the mm -hmm. chief of Interpol uh, due to some uh, domestic issues in China. And then uh, there was the question who will be the next leader of the organization. And the frontrunner uh, up until uh, last week uh, was a representative of uh, Russia, um, a former uh, representative of the uh, their Ministry of uh, Internal Affairs or some of the power uh, structures there and uh, th that of course uh, raised uh, a number uh, of questions uh, especially knowing that uh, Russia hasn't tried a way from uh, uh, applying for this uh, uh, red uh, uh, warrant or like the um, international arrest warrant uh, through Interpol against uh, their political opposition uh, for example uh, Lithuania uh, announced that if the Russian candidate would be uh, confirmed they would uh, leave the Interpol organization. Uh, so uh, a, a discussion on this issue uh, followed, uh, a lot of controversy, and as a result uh, a candidate from uh, uh, Republic of Korea uh, was chosen instead uh, to lead the organization. Mm -hmm. and, and for those of you who um, aren't aware of the technical terms, so Republic of Korea, that's South Korea, yeah. not North Korea, yeah. which we can also be thankful that North Korea does not control Interpol. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, also for those of you who might not be aware, so Interpol is like this international police organization. Um, so, for example, if somebody goes missing mm -hmm. who was supposed to be in court, mm -hmm. like uh, the head of an inter uh, of uh, you know Riga's apartment board, just yeah. saying, yeah. just saying if they happen mm -hmm. to disappear or get lost mm -hmm. and, you know, m maybe they um, ended up in Egypt. Mm -hmm. They, yeah. you know, went for a really long yeah. walk. And, and uh, so, so then Interpol has the ability to, um, uh, to, 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 to give a, a, a warrant because, of course, the Latvian police cannot go to Egypt and try to arrest uh, uh, anyone there. Uh, mm. It's, of course, the question of national sovereignty. But uh, the countries who are participant uh, to the uh, Interpol organization can apply for the this international warrant. So the, uh, let's say that the Latvian police uh, applies uh, for this warrant and so the Egyptian police has the ground uh, to arrest somebody uh, using this warrant if they are in Egypt. Yeah, and uh, you, you already mentioned that Lithuania, they probably would have left Interpol completely yeah. if, uh, if if he'd been selected. What do you think about Latvia? What, what uh, would Latvia have done in this situation? I think that uh, Latvia might also uh, have to uh, reconsider its participation uh, as m many people who... Uh, might be associated with the Russian opposition but have not committed crimes certainly not under the local uh, legislation would uh, th their freedom uh, would also come uh, under a uh, question mark mm -hmm. um, 
So, so we can be thankful that Interpol is still with us uh, yeah. as a um, not a perfect organization, yeah. but but it still does um, is in force. Another thing we can be thankful for. So this was a story that came out yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. So um, the Council for Foreign Relations, which is a very well-known and prominent think tank. Yeah, one of the uh, more famous publications of it is the magazine Foreign Affairs, Mm -hmm. uh, which uh, as popular as it is in America is also popular in Latvia because uh, students of social sciences such as myself some time ago uh, used it as one of uh, sources uh, of our studies. Now, might I guess that you might even subscribe to foreign policy? Is that uh, is, is that an accurate guess? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> okay, that that is no surprise to me. Anyway, um, so the, this Council for Foreign Relations, uh, they uh, came out with a ranking. They, they, I think it's a yearly ranking mm-hmm. of um, workplace equality. So, so countries uh, how their laws are favorable or unfavorable for workplace equality between mm-hmm. men and women. Mm-hmm. And Latvia ranked number 10 in the world. And very interestingly, they ranked higher than every single Nordic country Mm -hmm. aside from Iceland. And we think of the Nordic countries as these uh, social equality paradises. But uh, at least according to this very uh, veritable think tank, they they ranked Latvia um, higher. So were you surprised by this, Otto? Well, uh, not really, because uh, having uh, studied uh, a bit more of Latvian history, uh, 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 Latvia has frequently been at the forefront uh, of uh, equal rights, uh, starting with equal voting rights in uh, 1920 for the Constitutional Assembly, and also uh, in uh, various uh, uh, sectors, uh, the, uh, the proportion of uh, women, for example, such as in uh, senior management positions of uh, companies, and also uh, in uh, public uh, sector, in universities, in, in other fields, uh, we consistently are uh, in uh, top positions. Uh, and if I remember correctly, in 2014, we were uh, the second uh, best position in the proportion of women in senior management. I think the second best position in the world and the first in Europe for sure. So um, very, very much to be thankful mm-hmm. for. So, yeah. you know, s- sometimes we have this idea that, you know, oh, we still have so far to go in terms of certain other mm-hmm. um, social issues. Mm-hmm. But 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 at least here um, we, we can be thankful that, that we're um, we're doing quite well. Yeah, that we have worked <clears throat> that we have worked hard for it. And uh, here are the results. Yes, and but we didn't get a perfect score. Yeah, I think we got a it was what an eighty nine out of a hundred. Yes, so there's always place for improvement, of and, course. And 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 uh, something that the next government, whenever it's formed, eventually might be able to have its work cut out for. Yeah. Um, speaking of those Nordic countries, another thing that we can be thankful for is that um, so the state's environmental service and also mm-hmm. the Ventspils Custom Authority, we can be thankful that they um, were able to figure out that there were some illegal waste shipments that were coming mm-hmm. from Sweden and Norway. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seized them at the uh, port of Ventspils, mm-hmm. which uh, historically was the largest port in Latvia, but uh, at least for the last few years, the, the Riga port has actually been uh, bigger uh, in terms of yeah. the uh, amount of shipments. Uh, for for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. which are too uninteresting to get into, yeah. probably now we'll have a separate podcast on it, <laughs> or probably not, because I, I don't think it's um, I don't know, maybe, maybe someday if we interview somebody from the port of Ventspils. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, they seized this illegal waste mm-hmm. that was coming in, and uh, apparently, uh, so so this was on October fourth, November first, mm-hmm. and then also November sixteenth. And this was two hundred, uh, sorry, twenty-two point eight tons of mm-hmm. uh, plastic waste, if I if I understand mm-hmm. correctly, which is quite a bit. 
Um, and so that, you know, okay, whatever, three shipments of uh, illegal waste. Well, this is important because if you remember, there was a massive fire yeah. in, um, in the uh, Slorka uh, area of yeah. Yermola, which is Latvia's fifth largest city. Yeah. And uh, I remember it very well because uh, at, uh, on that day I was uh, running a marathon in Kuldig and returned mm. actually. Uh, and we could see like the smoke coming up from like 70 kilometers in distance. Uh, it, it was awful. And, and that was a major environmental disaster. Yeah. And apparently um, that trash that caught on mm -hmm. fire was illegally dumped mm -hmm. from Sweden. And yes. Sweden um, apologized mm -hmm. for that. And, and we can thank Sweden. Thank you for taking responsibility and for apologizing. Um, and, and they have a lot more to apologize yeah. for, both Norway and Sweden. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we appreciate that you're such clean countries. We appreciate that you do so much to keep your countries clean. Uh, Please, yeah. though, find somewhere else to put your trash. Yeah. Or uh, do it in a more responsible way exactly. than in such cases. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but, but we can be thankful that, um, that we at least figured out uh, yeah. that, that this and was that happening. Solutions will be found. Yes. Uh, the Yermala City Council mm -hmm. can also be thankful that they collected 2.9 million euros yeah. in vehicle fees yeah. this year. So for those of you... Um, who might not be familiar with Latvia. So Yermola is, like we mentioned, the fifth largest city mm -hmm. in the country. It's this very long, and when I mean long, I mean long, yeah. resort town. Um, and uh, how, how many kilometers I, long is Yermola? I, I think it's around like 30 kilometers or 20 miles. Mm -hmm. uh, so so it's, it's to the direct um, west of, of Riga, mm -hmm. and, and it stretches out. It's a very thin city. Yeah. It's a very thin. You can walk from one side to the other um, pretty well. Okay, I don't know about walking, but you can at least drive from from like the north to the south side. But from east to west, it stretches out yeah. for quite a long time. Like, if you like long walks, it's the best place to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so when you drive in, so there's really only because uh, th there's this river uh, Lilope that, mm -hmm. that 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 separates um, uh, Riga from. Uh, well, not technically Riga, but like but, the Riga but, region yeah. from from Yurmala. Yeah. And there's really only two major roads that you can go across. Yes. And the one that goes directly into the center mm -hmm. where is um, where, where most of the restaurants yeah. and the beaches yeah. and the famous places mm -hmm. are, there's a toll. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, unless you want to drive a massive amount of money and mm -hmm. then spend quite a bit on gas prices, mm -hmm. you have to go through this toll booth. Yeah. There's really no other way. Um, so... The, that that's a major boom for their uh, not necessarily for their economy but, but at for least the for their budget of yeah, the city budget. council yeah so I guess um, 1.2 million one-time passes were purchased mm -hmm. over uh, over this uh, season which is more I guess uh, 200 uh, 240,000 more than uh, than last year so um, something for them to be thankful for yeah uh, especially that they are like the only city that has it and um, although of course they say that it is a way how to prevent so many cars being in uh, like uh, in the resort area and like to uh, relieve like uh, the city of the pollution it's of course like a great source of income for them now is the road the only way that you can get to Yermola? Oh no, you can uh, take a bike, there's a bike lane, and you can of course take our favorite uh, mode of transport, the electric train. Exactly, and and uh, so the train from the center of uh, Riga to the center, well, and when I say the center of Yermola, it's hard to say like what the center is, because there's a few yeah. different centers, but, but well, to, like, the, the most popular uh, uh, 
uh, parts of the resort. Yeah, to to, to like uh, Zintri or um, Mayori. Mayori. Yeah, it's uh, I don't even know twenty five minutes. Yes, thirty minutes not, maybe. Uh, yeah, not more. Yeah. Uh, so um, also, if you don't want to pay this uh, fee to help uh, the, the the city of Yermla's budget, you can also take the train, and it's yeah. and it's uh, quite cheap. So yeah. Um, and, and just for full disclosure, we are not sponsored by Pasha Zero Viltsians. We're not sponsored by any of Latvia's train authorities. Exactly. However, and uh, when I will go back today to Riga, I will pay for my own fare. <laughs> exactly. But if you're listening out there, if somebody from um, any of Latvia's train authorities are listening and would like to um, make some kind of agreement with us, you can uh, shoot us an email. So oh, yeah. um, we're, we're, we're open to being shills, not for anyone, but but for, for Latvia's train system, we, we, we would happily shill. Oh, yeah. we? Sure. Yes. Exactly. We're, we're already doing it for free right now. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get to a few more things that we're thankful for before we get into um, some, some messier issues, maybe. Um, Latvia's National Theatre Awards. Mm -hmm. We can be thankful, just in general, the Latvia has such a rich theatre scene. Yeah. When, when, wouldn't you say that um, really throughout Latvia his, Latvian history, we, we, we've had a very rich theatre culture? Oh, yeah. And uh, it has always been uh, this uh, uh, basis and... Uh, uh, help for uh, keeping up and developing Latvian culture, starting from the time of the first awakening uh, in the other half of the 19th century uh, up to uh, today, uh, and also uh, a venue where to uh, show uh, relevant social commentary and the feelings of the uh, Latvian people. So just like America's um, theater awards every year are called the Tonys, uh, Latvia's are called Spellmanjunaks, mm -hmm. or Spellmanjunaks? A Spellman Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, what are Spellman? Can you explain what this uh, what this means to our? Oh well, uh, Nacht is a night, uh, and uh, Spellman is a, a poetic way how to call actors. So the actors' night or the evening of the actors. Mm -hmm. And 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 you're um, much more tuned into Latvian um, theater culture than I am. Uh, but I I read that uh, the actress and actor of the year were uh, Guna Zarinja mm -hmm. and uh, Vilis Daudzinch. And uh, w was this a surprise to you, Otto? Uh, not really, because uh, those are really uh, two of the uh, more uh, experienced and uh, well-received uh, actors of the uh, newer generation. And uh, uh, both of them have had uh, great uh, roles, both in uh, theater and in uh, cinema. Uh, also, especially uh, Guna Zarinja, who is one of my personal favorite actresses. Uh, uh, the way how she uh, played um, the, the uh, Gogol's uh, uh, reviser, uh, like for four hours to be able like to speak with a uh, old crooked voice, like for four hours uh, straight, like sh she should have received a nomination just for that. So it's a uh, uh, well deserved, and I'm so happy for both of them. And I saw that the top performance of the year was uh, Dveselju Utinis. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and can you explain why, why you're laughing? Because cause that's a bit of a pun. Uh, can, you, can you explain to people? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, as uh, it is uh, the, the name Dveselju uh, Utinis, it literally means uh, the uh, second-hand shop of uh, souls, uh, which uh, doesn't make much sense when translated, but it is a pun on a, a, a classical piece of Latvian literature, Dveselju uh, Putenis or the snowstorm of souls, uh, which uh, tells uh, the uh, story of uh, World War uh, One uh, in uh, Latvian history. Uh, so it is quite a, a clever uh, pun uh, and a, a 
an interesting humor of a quite serious uh, motive in uh, Latvian uh, culture. But now it's apparently been co uh, codified into Latvian culture itself by, by winning this award, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and uh, of course it will uh, help the youngest generation uh, to uh, look up and to see not only this, but also uh, the original uh, novel, uh, the name of which has been uh, used to make this pun. <laughs> So that's a lot of stuff to be thankful for, isn't it? Oh, it is. Um, and we can also be thankful uh, a little bit sarcastically that um, we've had such an interesting political landscape to sit back and watch. Um, but at the same time, it's getting a little bit worrisome at this point, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. It's like a sitcom that you're getting tired of. So uh, as a quick recap, very quick <laughs> recap, because uh, that's a little bit hard for us. On October 6th, there was an election mm -hmm. for a new parliament. Normally, in the weeks after the new parliament, the parties that win, of which there were seven in this election, seven parties that uh, got enough votes to be included into uh, parliament, they negotiate, they come up with a coalition, they choose a prime minister, they choose a minister of transportation, of foreign affairs, of education, and they start working. It has been a long time mm -hmm. since October 6th, hasn't it? It's been almost two months. Oh, yeah. We, all, we are already in our second centennial and we still do not have a government. And for those of <laughs> you who were listening last week, uh, we were at a bit of a stalemate and we weren't didn't really seem like we were that close to forming a government. Mm -hmm. uh, since last week, I would say that we might even be further. The stalemate has um it's like it's like molasses when you leave it out for too long it's 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 uh it's thickened even yeah and, and it seems that like involved parties are slowly losing interest <laughs> yeah and I, I was i was saying this to otto yesterday and and otto has a hard time understanding this because he was such a good student both in high school and also in university um i was not I, i'm a teacher i'm, I'm also uh I, I teach at university at, at high school um i also teach at some adult education centers i will be the first to admit that I have not always been the best student. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was saying to Otto that sometimes when there's some major assignment coming or there's mm -hmm. some major test coming and you're very stressed about it and it's so difficult and you're trying so hard to like, uh, and maybe it's a group project mm -hmm. and you just don't know how you're going to finish it in yeah. time and you're just, uh, I don't know how I'm going to pass this test. I'm no, I don't know how I'm going to pass mm -hmm. this, um, this assignment. Sometimes there's a certain moment when you just decide, you know what? I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to study for this test. I'm just not going to write this essay. I'm just going to take a zero and live with it. Mm -hmm. And or I'm going to turn it in late and, and, and just live with it. And I just have this feeling that the parties after they, they've been talking and arguing and back and forth, I, I just have this feeling that they've decided, you know what? We're just not going to form a government. Mm -hmm. we're, we're just going to, you know, it was just too hard we're just not going to do it. These coalition talks, they're just too difficult. We're just going to live with another four years of Mars Kuczynskis and this caretaker government. Um, at least that's the feeling I have. I don't know if you have the same feeling. I don't even know if you understand this thought that I'm talking about because I know you, you're such a hard worker when you were a student. But, but, but uh, um, in a sense, I do because I think what the feeling might be now is that it has taken like so long uh, although it, it wouldn't be like the first time uh, there have been like some uh, elections after which you would have like the government only like in December or in January. But still, I think as it hasn't been the case for some of the previous elections, um, 
well, the, the penalties are starting to set in. It's the question about the next budget and who will be responsible of uh, it not being uh, affirmed in time. Uh, the leadership role might have some benefits, but it might also have some uh, penalties. So as eager as they were in the beginning to take this role of leadership, now they are trying to avoid the blame of uh, who is responsible for the stalemate, as you described. Exactly. And and uh, it's it's been, I think, a month. I, I, I would have to check the calendar. Mm-hmm. But I think it's been a month since the party said to President Veonis, you know what? We're we're not gonna we're not gonna pick a candidate. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna pick um, who's gonna be the mm-hmm. prime minister. We're gonna wait for you to nominate somebody. Mm-hmm. It's been a month since then. Mm-hmm. In that time, he said, "Fine, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna pick three that you can pick from." Mm-hmm. Actually, it's been even more than a month yeah. since, and I know that. And then they still said, "No, no, 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 no. We need you to pick somebody mm-hmm. from those three. He's like, "Okay, fine. I'm gonna pick Giannis Bordons from the Conservatives." Mm-hmm. They said, "Nope, sorry, can't be Bordons. Has to be somebody else." Yeah. And then the president basically said, well, no, I, I did what you asked me to do. I picked one of them. You figured it out yourselves. Go meet together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that last Friday. Since then, the parties have not met. They have not met together, not yeah. even once. Uh, he said, please pick somebody before Monday, November 26th, which uh, for some of you who are listening the night that we recorded this, that's tomorrow. Uh, maybe that's already happened by now. Okay. M- maybe you're in the future and you know better than we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I don't see any indication that the parties have magically been like, you know, maybe they have a group WhatsApp. Like a lot of my students, they have these Let's like group so. WhatsApps and, uh, and, and they, you know, they discuss things. And uh, so maybe they have a group WhatsApp between all the different parties mm-hmm. and they've already picked somebody. We just don't yeah, know. We might have a WhatsApp government. Uh, it could be at this point. I think that's more effective yeah. than whatever system we have now um, in terms of uh, negotiating. So, um, so the president has, uh, he, I think on Friday it was, he hinted that he has this plan B. Mm-hmm. If the parties can't decide, mm-hmm. he has a plan B. What do you think this plan B is, Otto? Do you think it's early elections? Uh, well, I don't think that it's, it is early elections, but he uh, indicated that it is a plan that the parties uh, wouldn't exactly prefer. So it might be actually either a candidate uh, outside of the either top three parties uh, or someone else in the parliament or maybe uh, some other person uh, beyond uh, the parliament and it actually might be the 1995 uh, once again Mm -hmm. Uh, but but the problem is that whoever the president picks they still have to agree on it Mm -hmm. so he could pick somebody from the outside Mm -hmm. and they could go yeah we don't want him either or her either so then what so maybe he has a longer list and he, he can keep uh, going on and trying and uh, fulfill his constitutional role. And if, if the parties do not uh, pick up the slack, then why should he? <laughs> now, um, there's going to be another election for president next year. Yeah. Um, next, what is it, June? Mm, I think it is. Yeah, it's in summer. I, I don't think they've officially set the date yet, but it usually happens around June or so. Yeah. Um, and we will probably have a new president. Uh, it looks... Like all the indications yeah. are showing that President Veonis probably will not be picked for another term, even though, um, you know, he doesn't have a yeah. low approval rating, I wouldn't say. But I don't think people are lining up at the door, at least members of SIMA, to give him another term. Yeah. Um, so and uh, as you mentioned it, uh, just uh, I had the thought that, well, if it keeps up like that, uh, that maybe he will try like just like to keep out <laughs> until uh, the election of the new president. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was just saying it might be actually the, uh, the case. So, so, so what? 
what are we going to have? Are we going to have a new president first? Or are we going to have a new prime minister first? It could be quite possible that we will have a new president first. Yeah, a, a, a low percentage chance, but but still possible. Yeah. And um, again, as I mentioned last week, if they have not chosen, which is unthinkable, mm -hmm. but unthinkable things happen. Yeah. If uh, they do not choose a new prime minister before March 1st, then Maris Kuczynskis, who's the current prime minister, will go from the sixth longest serving pre uh, prime minister in Latvian history to the fifth longest serving. So so we, we are getting closer and closer to that reality. You know, I think we will have to prepare a certificate for him, like from Latvia Weekly, but we'll keep open <laughs> the spot, like to whether to write it like the sixth, the fifth or whichever, uh, because it, it, it will change, it will change. I, I don't think that certificate's going to be worth very much to him. Oh yeah, but like, you know, um, we can try. <laughs> but certificates, I will say though, for, for those of you who are unfamiliar with um, Latvia, especially Latvian education keep those certificates that you get those because oh, yeah. in America we, we get these cheesy little congratulations you participate in this seminar and we just kind of toss them afterwards because they're you know they, they're not worth the paper that they're on in Latvia you need to keep those certificates because they're very important your workplace will ask you okay so great you attended this seminar where's your certificate yeah because uh, as you know maybe it's this uh, common and civil law uh, difference like or like in Europe especially like we are very much uh, uh, into having everything codified, everything on paper, and so that you have proof for uh, whatever thing uh, you have been a participant of or of all your activities. Because I also have all of mine certificates uh, in one folder uh, starting from uh, primary school. So shout out to uh, teacher Sibylla. Thank you very much for uh, asking us to do so in the fifth grade. So um, the parties have taken a long time so far. And we've also taken a long time talking about this. And, and uh, although the parties have as long as they want, more or less, mm -hmm. we have just seven and a half minutes left uh, before we have to wrap up. So we have got a couple more stories real quick that we'll get through and then we'll do autocorrect and then also the uh, uh, This Week in History. Mm -hmm. um, so on Thursday, both Daugopils, which is the second largest city in the country, and Liepaja, which is the third largest city in the country, their mayors both stepped down, but for very, very different reasons. Um, Otto, can you explain what happened in Daugopils? Uh, well, in Daugopils, uh, the coalition fell through. Uh, they couldn't uh, uh, get an agreement on uh, of some uh, economic or financial issues. It might be connected like with some of the new procurements or the uh, management of the uh, city electricity uh, networks. Uh, uh, while in uh, Liepaja, it was the question on uh, the uh, power sharing uh, and uh, an agreement that uh, the two uh, ruling parties had to have the uh, previous mayor, uh, Sasks, who has been the mayor for uh, around 20 years, uh, to, uh, to, to pass it over uh, to uh, their partner, another person. So in Leopold's case, it was much more expected than it was in Daugopils. Mm -hmm. So Dagopil is much more chaotic situation. Mm -hmm. um, Leopaya, this, this was expected. It, mm -hmm. it had been expected since the coalition was yeah. formed. Now, um, I was listening to Kruspunkte yesterday, which mm -hmm. is my favorite. Uh, my well, it broadcasted on mm -hmm. Friday, but I was listening to the podcast mm -hmm. version, um, which is a great uh, daily uh, news and politics show produced by Radio One. And uh, the journalists who were talking on it mm -hmm. were, were joking that maybe the mystery candidate that mm -hmm. uh, President Veonis is um, talking about, the Plan B, could be um, Sesks. And, mm -hmm. you know, th th they were kind of joking, but, but, but what do you think? Is it possible? 
well, uh, he will become unemployed, so uh, he could uh, certainly apply, and uh, he is uh, connected uh, with the uh, former of uh, the parties of the former coalition. So uh, he might actually uh, be a more realistic candidate than some others, but uh, uh, that is of course uh, not very likely. Uh, yet. Well, well, he has he does actually have a new job. Apparently, he's going to be the vice mayor of strategic planning, which uh, was a position invented for him. Um, yeah, so, so it might be either uh, very good uh, for Leopold to keep him there and help like uh, to develop the city or uh, also a trampoline uh, to the position of prime ministership. What about Rehard's Agims? Do you, do you think that he could become the next prime minister? Mm, not very likely, no. Especially since his um, uh, uh, he, he almost lost his job because of the Latvian language ability, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah, so, um, so, so his... it, it might be a... a quite challenging to, to do the job of prime minister not knowing the official language very well so who knows maybe maybe auto maybe you might be the mystery candidate well, would you agree would you agree to be the next prime minister of latvia well i'll have to check my phone maybe they have called me already okay well we can check that but um we have just four minutes left so maybe we should get into a few international stories uh, yes uh let's try to do them uh well uh there haven't been a lot of them but uh, some of them have been uh, important also for uh latvia uh the first of them uh, being the meeting of uh, baltic defense ministers in vilnius where they agreed to raise the military spending of estonia latvia and Lithuania above two percent uh, guideline uh, so uh, it is a very uh, good message, uh, both from the point of strategic communication, uh, showing that we are serious about our security, that we are united, and that uh, we are a reliable partner uh, to our uh, other uh, partners in NATO, including United States and uh, President Trump, who has been very vocal about uh, the spending, uh, the military spending of uh, other uh, partners in the alliance. Mm -hmm. uh, if we look further uh, to the European Union, uh, then we also have uh, a few uh, news. Uh, for example, uh, today uh, there was the news that uh, the European Union has accepted uh, the Brexit deal as proposed by uh, Prime Minister May. Uh, but of course, uh, th th that would be good news, especially knowing uh, the great number of uh, Latvian expats living in Great Britain. But of course, we'll see what the British Parliament will say about that. Uh, also, uh, Poland uh, will backtrack on the decision to lower retirement age for judges, complying with the uh, criticism uh, from the uh, European Commission. And although Warsaw's uh, um, uh, reasoning might be more connected to the uh, possible penalties rather than rule of law considerations, uh, it is of course good news that the rift between Brussels and Warsaw uh, is uh, fading out, and uh, Poland uh, might not be uh, the biggest source of uh, cracks in the European uh, unity. And uh, uh, on the other hand, if we look uh, to Rome, uh, the Italian government has chose to uh, um, uh, defy uh, the calls from European Commission uh, to uh, have its budget in line with the European guidelines on budget deficit as uh, Italian government, uh, dominated by parties that we might call uh, more populist, uh, have uh, decided to ignore uh, the uh, common guidelines and to have the budget deficit uh, bigger than 3%, uh, which is uh, something uh, that uh, uh, would make a bad precedent if uh, it would be uh, let through. So let's see how the discourse between Rome and Brussels will develop. And uh, um, Ita uh, Italian uh, economy being one of the top economies in the European Union, 
uh, any result, uh, whatever it may be, might have grave consequences uh, for the European stability. So now we have just enough time for autocorrect, which is Otto's weekly fact-checking segment. Otto, what do you have for us this week? So the uh, one thing that we have to correct is a, a peculiar interpretation of uh, Latvian history and legislation. Uh, more exactly, the uh, allegation that uh, Latvia is paying um, retirement uh, pensions to the uh, former soldiers of the Waffen-SS troops, which is not correct, because if you uh, read uh actually read uh, the law on the veterans of the uh, Second World War and the other uh, relevant legislation, uh, you would uh, understand that uh, the only uh, people that uh, Latvia uh, recognize and uh, takes responsibility for are the National uh, Resistance Movement uh, and the representatives of it, and uh, they receive uh, benefits uh, owing to their uh, effort to keep the independence of Latvia alive. And speaking of um, Latvian history, which you just gave a little bit about, do we have this week in Latvian history? Uh, yes, we have uh, two uh, very important dates, uh, one of them being uh, November 23rd, uh, when in 1864 the Aina Geneva School was established by Christians Valdemars, uh, one of the uh, more notable leaders of National Awakening, and uh, which is also why we have the Christian Valdemar uh, Street in Riga, one of the major streets, and uh, this naval school gave the opportunity for many Latvian peasants to uh, study and become sailors and to uh, see the world and uh, become part of the uh, new uh, society of Latvia. And that's still a tradition we have today because I still have um, some high school students who have graduated and become sailors. Yes, uh, because uh, as a sea is an important component of Latvian geography and it has always been a window for Latvia to the rest of the world. And to both Latvia and the rest of the world, thank you so much for listening to us this week. It is time for us to say goodbye. Um, we're once again very thankful that you've been listening to us, that you've been devoting your time to hear what's going on in Latvia. And uh, we hope that you're thankful for this uh, this broadcast and for, for more in the future. Um, any last words you'd like to say, Otto, before we sign off? Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. That is also my thanks for Thanksgiving to all of you. And have a great week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Latvia Weekly. Go to www.latviaweekly.com and like us on Facebook.